Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menunos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together. When you know better, you get better. That's what we do here every single day. I'm doing it today with my green tea and my 90 day fiance Darcy mug that says I don't need love. <laughs> That's her, not me. I, I need say. lots of love. Um, I, I have a new Darcy, though. My new Darcy's name is Natalie on The Single oh. Life. So she was on 90 Day, and she's very fun to watch. <laughs> she's as fun to watch as Darcy was. Kevin and I deep-dived into The Single Life, and we fast-forward through the people we don't really have as much of an attachment to. So funny. But uh, Natalie and Caesar are my two favorites, and... If you're not watching and the last season of 90 Day Fiance kind of rubbed you the wrong way, we were not fans of this season. Yeah, it was just not, you kind of need- Wasn't up to par? You need like the people who just have a couple screws loose because <laughs> they're the fun ones to watch. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I get that. I, I feel bad for saying it, but it's really like just the truth. You want yeah. the ones who are a little- askew because they're just such fun character studies good tv and it's really good tv so if they're just normal and all good looking whatever, i'll watch the bachelor if i want that that's so true so that's not <laughs> why i go to 90 day fiance so this last season was a little disappointing and we tuned out but the single life with natalie and caesar got me going back so oh my god cheers to your <laughs> monday with the 90 90 day team uh our quote of the day Strength does not come from physical capacity. It comes from an indomitable will. And that's from Gandhi, friends. So remember, strength doesn't come from physical capacity. It comes from an indomitable will. I've watched a lot of people in my life have incredible will, from Kevin to Mr. Bob Backlund, who also had incredible strength, but his will made his strength amplified by a billion. Uh, my dad, the same thing. I think I can throw myself in there too. If if I really want something, my will will carry me. So 
It's a, it's a good quote for a day like today because we're going to be talking about physical strength as well. Uh, Hail Squad, welcome back. Thanks for being with us. Today we're going to be chatting with my very dear friend and sometimes trainer, Andrea Orbach, and one of her co-authors, who's also an incredible celebrity trainer, Nicole Stewart, all about their new book, Total Body Beautiful, Secrets to Looking and Feeling Your Best After Age 35. Very important book because they're going to talk all about kind of the hormones and how those come into play, perimenopause, menopause, um, pregnancy, pregnancy. Andrea has been like the pregnancy trainer. She's an expert in it and she's taken all kinds of certification classes and stuff. And so there's a lot to learn from these ladies about physical activity. We don't talk a lot about physical stuff here, right? We're, we're very into the spiritual and yeah. the healing and all of that, but uh, it's been something that I've re-added into my life recently. So I haven't worked out in a very long time, like years, guys. I go on a hike here and there, or I, I did. I even stopped that at some point. I would go on a hike or a walk around the neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, she did it. But then I realized a couple of things. One, in my quest to heal myself of all ailments, I was like, well, there is one more tire to this car, one more wheel on the car that I'm not addressing, and that's the physical. And so I should probably incorporate that in if I want to heal. And Andrea is the, like, the most amazing. She's so easy. Sessions go by so quickly. And she's such an expert. And she knows how to handle my situations, let's say, in in a really good way so that I don't hurt myself or, but she's very specialized. Like it's really hard. So I reconnected with Andrea. We haven't worked out since like my ET days. Like, I, I mean, listen, like I had one period of time where I was in between contracts and I, I wasn't allowed to work for a rival because of the, the non-compete clauses. And so I worked out for a couple of months <laughs> and, uh, and Andrea and I have been, you know, working out for maybe like a month, maybe that a little would be, over yeah. a month, a month and a half. Yeah, a month and a half. And guys, my body is getting so strong and uh, it's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm really, really uh, grateful that she kind of lives nearby me now because I used to have to hike really, really far to get to her. Kevin used to drive me. And it's oh funny because every time I fill in for live with Kelly... And Ryan for Kelly Rippa, Ryan always talks about how we used to work out at the same gym. And that was the gym that Andrea would train us at. And it was deep in like West Hollywood. And it was such a trek, but Kevin would drive me and then, you know, wait in the car for me. God bless him. (laughs) And so, uh, but I just, I love Andrea. And listen, you know, if you can, I've gone through different things in life where when I couldn't afford a trainer, I had a trainer put me on a plan. It was when I lost the 40 pounds and I write about it in my book, The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, right over there. Um, I didn't have the money for a trainer. So I hired one for one day. This was my hack. They put the plan together for me. And then I followed that plan to a T and I lost 40 pounds. Mm, So the first 20 was just diet. Then the second 20 was with the workouts. And then I got super strong. So you can do it yourself. Um... I just, at this point, I I can afford to have somebody come, you know, not every day. I think we do two or three days a week, but um, but I'm, I'm helping kind of 
jumpstart my body. And then at some point I'll be able to see her less or maybe not. And I can take it from there. But sometimes you need that kind of primer. So like if, if you look at it like that, sometimes I know it's easy to say, oh, if I could have all these things, I would be great as well. But I watch so many people that inspire me that don't have the means and they have a discipline and they have a will and they go out there and they do it themselves. Or if you need a little assistance, hire someone for one session like I did and then just do that session. Now, eventually it'll get boring and maybe you'll invest in yourself again and you'll hire someone for a day for for another session and and get a new workout. Um, Or maybe you'll say, I'm going to commit. I have a budget. I have enough for five sessions and I'm going to get somebody to get me going and then I'm going to follow it. So it's kind of what I'm in right now. I'm like, all right, let's, somebody's got to get me going because I've never worked out my upper body really. So my arms were always skinny and Kevin would be like, Marie, you got to get strong. You got to get strong. And now it's like when you wave <laughs> at 44, something under here, they're called bat wings. Apparently they start to jiggle and oh I never cared, but now that I'm seeing my body get strong and I'm having muscles, I was like, oh yeah, this looks so much cooler. I like this. <laughs> well, I have to say too, like just what you're talking about, Maria, God bless like YouTube and even books like these. I know their book has a ton of, you know, they walk you through exercises. Mm-hmm. So I've done that for a long time where there's a girl I follow, like a fitness girl on Instagram. So I bought her little, I paid 40 bucks to buy her a little booklet and like I would follow her exercises, you know, and YouTube. Hello. So, or even Instagram, like Jen Seltzer, Mm -hmm. who has like the craziest butt I've ever seen. (laughs) She was on live with Kelly with me Mm -hmm. and I followed her Instagram workouts for a minute. I just never stayed with anything. I did it for like two days, three days, but I was like, oh, if I did this every day, I would be good. A little booty buster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I think you also, everybody's in different seasons as we call it now. And I've never really, I worked out since I was 13. I started at 13 and I had a foundation. So my body goes back very quickly because of that. And so I have really good muscle memory. So I can slide without doing stuff for a long time and keep a good form. I might have a little extra love in here and there, um, but I can get myself back together pretty quickly. Um, And I don't, I'm not somebody who's like, looking in the mirror and being miserable at the things that are not perfect. So, you know, I think when you're like that, then you're probably more apt to go out and work out. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know too, what I'm excited to talk Maybe, to. Maybe. I don't know. Well, don't I'm know. excited to talk to Andrea because I think she and I, when we were chatting, it was, I was telling her, I think one of the scariest things were like, I'm, I'm blessed that I'm that way too. I was a gymnast for 15 years. Like my body goes back pretty fast, but for people who aren't like that, it's really scary. Mm -hmm. It's scary to start like at any age. And so I'm excited to talk to her. We were kind of talking about that. It's like, how do you even like start that routine without being embarrassed, which is like, you shouldn't be embarrassed, but I think that's often. But it is a thing, especially like if you have to go to a gym. So like I always was self-conscious in a gym. Everyone's like, you know, that you think they're looking at you. Are you doing it right? Do you look okay? Like, you know, there's so many, you know, I mean, back home in Medford, it was like all like the beefy guys and you'd walk in and you're like, oh, this is so awkward. The gym rats. Yeah. All the girls taking selfies in the mirror. Like, but what I love (laughs) about Andrea is like, we're outside on a mat and we're doing like Pilates stuff. We're not doing cardio and 
excuse me, any of that. Whoa, <laughs> there goes my breakfast and my green tea. Um, excuse me, friends. But um, but we're out there on a mat and we're using my Bala bangles. We're using my Bala circle weight and just doing very like light kind of Pilates style things. So listen, without further ado, I think we bring in our friends today. So Andrea Orbeck is a celebrity trainer, fitness expert, and pregnancy fitness specialist who's been credited for sculpting the world's most beautiful bodies from Julia Roberts to Gigi Hadid, Heidi Klum, so many more. Nicole Stewart is a celebrity trainer that specializes in practicing a creative style of Pilates that blends dance moves, yoga, stretching, and cross-training makes sense that her clients are Kate Hudson and Goldie Hawn who love dancing. I mean, live, I live for Goldie Hawn's Instagram. Me too. Uh, I haven't seen them in a minute, but is she still dancing? Yes. Well, God bless her. I know on her trample. Oh, she's so fun. I love so, her. So um, <laughs> these ladies are going to join us in just a second and uh, tell us the secrets to looking and feeling your best after age 35. So we'll be right back. When you're on the go 24 seven, like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials. It's been my go to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first time mom for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. All right, ladies. Hi. 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 So, Andrea, I'm not used to this with you. I know. <laughs> this is kind of an inversion of roles for us, isn't, isn't it? it? Fun? Yeah. Um, we are missing Desi, who is the third author of Total Body Beautiful. Correct. She's on the road, apparently, right? Yes, Desi Bartlett. And she is responsible for the yoga component and a couple other variables. So, we divided the book into three based on our areas of specialty. And then we also took some other responsibilities, what we thought would be just a holistic, supportive approach for women with the mindfulness of, you know, health inside and out. So we deal with, um, 
the mental aspect of women over 35 and what you go through and then other variables like hormones and then of course the you know specialties of fitness so she is responsible for the yoga which is phenomenal so how did you three get to this point where you were going to write a book were you guys all friends all this time um, what well, we've known each other for years throughout the years um, at the gym, we would walk by each other with clients yes. forever. Wait, did you train at the West Hollywood gym we used to go to as well? Yes, yes I did. <laughs> I love it. The warehouse. The warehouse. Yeah, that's correct. The warehouse. And so we've all actually known each other for over a decade, and then we've had referrals. So if I had someone that needed someone specific to Pilates or yoga, or they needed someone specific to you know training and all that, we would cross refer. Mm. And so Desi had done a couple books already, and she was with. Um, I don't remember who she was working with at the time, which client we were sharing, but Kate. she got an opportunity. That's right. Kate Hudson. Thank you, Kate, who did our foreword. Yes. And so that was the that was the start of the trifecta of the three of us getting together. And Human Kinetics is our publisher, and they do a lot of books for universities. So they're very uh, science. data, science, and fact-based, and they proposed it to her, and then she reached out to us. And this was just before um, covid Oh, wow. So you guys wrote this in COVID. Yes. Yes, we Thank did. Thank God we had this. We had know? a little more time to be able to devote the research that it required. So it ended up being a blessing to have that time. Yeah, a lot of research because I know you, you're a brainiac and um, and you've been certified in a zillion things. So, so did you guys separate it into the three fields? So everyone went off and wrote their part and then you figured out how to give it the connective tissue? Yes, yes. that's exactly. And connective tissue is such a great word for it. I <laughs> kind of love funny. it. No, Didn't just, mean that one. No, that was a total point of ingress there with that. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what happened. And so we determined like what, we already knew our areas of specificity and then we needed to branch out and decide what things would really benefit our, our author, I mean, our readers, you mm-hmm. know? Like we just determined that it was hormones were so crucial and important. And then wellness and and health and happiness. We we talk about sexuality and what happens, you know, during the different stages, pre-peri and post-menopause. And then... And getting out of your own way, mental wellness. Yeah. um, Yeah. Getting out of your own way. Tell me about that. It's just, I know a, a lot of people have a really hard time getting motivated, and I hate to say that word, motivated, but I like to say it is getting out of your own way, like wanting to exercise or wanting to even move their bodies, and they have a hard time, let alone trying something new, mm-hmm. um, which we talk about a lot, um, of how if you haven't tried yoga or you haven't tried Pilates or if you haven't tried plyometrics, you should try something new, change it up, get out of your comfort zone, not only for your mental health, but also for your physical health. Mm-hmm. And getting out of your own way is like, I, I talked a lot about in the book of that voice inside your head that wants you to you know stay in your bed all day and watch TV and not get out. And that voice inside of our heads wants to keep us back and not have us change and really have the things that we desire and want. Um, And by addressing that voice, instead of ignoring it or pushing it to the side, um, one of the things I talk about is saying, you know, okay, I hear you, but you're, you know, learning to train that muscle of like, you're keeping me stuck here today. And 
I am not going to listen to you. I thank you for visiting me, but now I'm going to get out of bed and I'm going to go walk around the block or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not my friend. You're not really my friend. I like that you said that because we all have that thought. The second the alarm clock goes off, we're like, oh God, no, I just need to sleep. (laughs) I need a little more time. Like even my alarm went off this morning to meditate early and I don't know why I was just so tired. Now I know the difference. I can like listen to my body, but because I know I'm going to make the time in the afternoon. I know I'm going to make the time to meditate, but working out, if you're somebody who has to work out in the morning to get it in, um, and I want to talk about morning versus night as well. It's it's hard. That voice comes in. Mm-hmm. So, what are your tricks when those voice when that voice comes in? I like what you said. It's not going to give me what I really want. So, I've been meditating with Dr. Joe Dispenza, and he talks about like new patterns, new behaviors lead mm. to new results. So, so great. Your ass gets up and you push through, and you don't listen to that the not nice friend, and you listen to your your other side that knows what it wants. And then you get the muscles and then you get the, yeah. the slimming, you get whatever it is that you're looking for, you get by going against that old pattern. Yes. Mm-hmm. Patterns. Knowing your pattern is really important because it helps you develop a system around a pattern. And so if a proclivity in a personality we've discovered with women is that if you make agreements to all the things that get in your way of what you want. And those are like agreements that are, you know, labors of love, be it your career, be it your children, be it your marriage, be it, you know, the schedule that is so all consuming. If you know, those are variables that don't go away. Our advice was to find the time and then create a system. It really, if it ends up being a sacrifice at night that you actually have to go to bed closer to the time that you put your children to bed because it enables you the rest you need to wake up half an hour before everyone in the house to have that time based on your goals, you have to make those agreements that that's who you are. And if that's what you want, those are the things you need to do rather than take on things at night and not get the rest and then not wake up in the morning. Those are just Mm. not variables afforded to women. Yeah, well, because sometimes you feel like, I know for me, if my, my, cause I've been going to bed really early yes, and it's been helping so much, but sometimes you feel like, oh my God, I don't have any me time. So your you time ends up being like, well, I just want to watch a TV show. Yes. And so if you don't yes. watch the TV show, now you'll get to bed early and you'll mm-hmm. want to wake up to work out. But yes. sometimes it's like, like you said, it's that, it's that give and take. Well, is the TV show going to give you what you really want? No, if you actually do this and you wake up and you work out, you're going to feel better because things are going to start moving and looking better. And then you're like, well, why did I need the TV show anyway? Now I can go do all these other things that are giving me life and energy. Yep. And those are pathways. You know, like we, we build a pathway in our brain through habits. We know the research and science on habits and you have to continue doing it until it becomes an organic thing rather than a you know, a, a fought commitment. And then a pathway is to those things that you want. So if your pathway is to forego television to get the rest, to be able to get up, you'll never regret watching that. You know, you're never going to regret not watching that show if you wake up in the morning and then you fulfill part of the things you want as the destiny of wellness. It has to happen. I'll tell you, my cousin had the best line ever and we hold on to it to this day. He's like, you'll never regret. He's like, never has ever anyone gone to the gym and regretted it later. Never. Never, ever. By the way, that is a guarantee. There's never but one human who's gone to the gym, 
or gone out for that hike and no. done that workout and said, I really regret this. I wish I watched, I wish I watched, no. you know, House of Dragons instead. <laughs> no. Never. Never. It's true. No, never. You always feel so yeah. accomplished and you like, you're so proud of yourself. Yes. That's why like in, in my book, The Every Girl's Guide to Diet and Fitness, I said, you got to get addicted to the high yes. of doing the opposite. I remember that. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to get addicted to being the one at the table that says no to the bread, no mm-hmm. to dessert mm-hmm. and say, okay, it's, it's, we're always so afraid to be different, but in that scenario, you look like a unicorn. I always think so. If you can yeah. get addicted to that high, yes. it'll help you in the journey. And almost like being an outlier and, you know, going against it, you can be a badass and a rebel by abstaining from the things that are toxic. I don't know why everyone tends to kind of feel like when you're together, the peer pressure. And if at 35 as women and over, 35 and over rather, the theme of our book, if you haven't figured out how to be an outlier with your own goals and be able to disagree with the things that don't serve you, then you have a lot of other areas in your life you need to work on other than just fitness. It's interesting. You know, and so we kind of really support women too. Desi has this awesome quote in the book. Well, it's more like just a, it's a section where, you know, she talks about time vampires. Ooh. Whoa. We love, we talk about energy vampires. Energy vampires. time vampires? Yeah. Tell us about time vampires. It's the same thing. It's a succubus that just takes from you and doesn't give back. And when you make agreements, you get depleted while that other thing that you make agreements with gets nourished and feeds off of. And she talks and addresses a lot about how you're supposed to let that go. I mean, the proverbial garlic is, is no, not agreeing. Or set really strong boundaries. Like I can talk to you at 9am for 30 minutes and then I have to go. And then you give that person that time allotment and exit. That's what they get. And that's what they get. So you say yes on your own terms rather than no to yourself on someone else's. And when did you guys get good at that? I still work on it all the time. I think that I'm not good at it yet, but I'm every time I see little increments of applying it, the outcome is always present for me. Are you good at it? I don't think. <laughs> I mean, we wrote a book, so we have to. Be- Listen, I always say we're women. Of course, we're just still we're still trying to figure it out because we're yeah. taught to please and yes. give, and so we're going against what you know, years of conditioning in a sense. So we're always on the journey. Yes. Yes. Always. I think, I mean, I'm still working on that, but I think I'm just so busy working all the time that I think my, my friends know. Yeah. So, um, uh, if I do have the time to do something like that, I think they know it's like a relatively small amount of time. But it's better than nothing. I'm still working on it, you know, for sure. Yeah. And I think what's important that the book outlines as well is as we start to change physiologically, what we, the patterns we've established that don't serve us do get much harder simply because if you don't have the energy to serve others and you're starting to learn how to balance your hormones and talk to your doctor or talk to the communities that are going to help you translate how things are changing, if you don't have certain... um, patterns in your life that are healthy and those things become more influential, then you have something new to also figure out. And so if your hormones are changing, let's say, you know, women in their forties, when they start to feel perimenopause and the thing, the symptoms that come along with it, different for everyone. Talk about those. Uh, fatigue, 
mm-hmm. weight gain, hair loss, irritability, sexual, you know, um, sexual health, you know, uh, vaginal atrophy, they call it just with, you know, where things feel different. There's maybe, vaginal you know, atrophy. Yes. What's mm-hmm. that? Well, that, you know, it shows up in certain symptoms, but for the long like and short, what? uh, dryness, a little pain during intercourse. Those are hormone changes. So with those as examples, if you feel like as a certain, you know, as certain phases and you're exercising or you haven't started to exercise and those things start to change over time and you're starting to deal with those frustrations, even if aesthetically you don't mind things changing, if you feel fatigued and you also have, you know, toxicity in your life with respect to others or how you feel about yourself, it doesn't get easier. It actually gets harder. And so you, we need to encourage women who are on the onset of these considerations during and then who those who have maybe are in full menopause and how you need to, you know, get healthy with where you are. And it's okay to be in those stages, but be the best that you can be in those stages. Okay. And we have answers and that's what we research. I want to talk all about peri, pre-menopause, all mm-hmm. of that in the stages and the workouts. Before I get to that, because I don't want to forget... AM or PM, is there a better time to work out? Oh, man. I mean, I think it really depends. I like to look at the person, really. Yeah. And however they're going to fit it in. But that's just my perspective because I know there's probably been research done that they say it's better to work out in the morning because it revs your metabolism Mm -hmm. to start your day. But I always bring it back to the client or the person because I think the more important thing is to do something personally. And if somebody is struggling with exercise, I think it's important that they can decide the time that's best for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the research does support early, but if a person isn't a morning person, therefore you're not going to apply any data to them if you can't even roll their little tuckuses out of bed, right? And so they're not going to, it is not going to apply to them. I could cite 20 references and if I can't get a, you know, a chick out of bed, I'm very happy then that at 3 p.m. It also depends on, you know, people's eating style and, you know, their meal cadence. If they're not nourished enough, then they're not going to have the necessary physiological, you know, capabilities in the morning than they would in the afternoon after they've digested and, you know, have the have the nutrition. But the research on evening workouts, I thought I remember hearing that it wasn't as great because the body gets too revved up to go to sleep. Yeah. And you know, like metabolism, that's why they also advise you if you're going to start your fast, if you do intermittent fasting and it works for you, they want you to have your last meal at a certain point so that you start like getting the metabolic effects of intermittent fasting starting at like seven, six or seven. Mm -hmm. And then you, you know, you wait your 12 hour interval or how, you know, wherever you are in your phase, then, you know, it's not going to be as beneficial. But that said, if someone can get the advantages to uh, rev their metabolism and then slow down to get rest, it's advantageous for people to sleep post-training if, you know, their personality or, or their somatotype tends to work well with it, you know. So sleep post-training meaning? Well, if you're fatigued, you know, if you've After worked the out workout. really, yeah, if it kind of tends to kind of, you know, like that. right. And it's almost like your sympathetic nervous system is up and it's hyped and then your sympathetic, you know, parasympathetic nervous system starts to kind of decline and then you start to become, you know, 
tired. And if that helps someone ease into sleep and it gives them better REM sleep, then the data of that is on their side. But like Nicole said, most definitely if you are an individual, it's just so individual. Yeah. As you know, you know, some of my clients, it just depends on what their lifestyle is. Yeah, shooting, wherever you can squeeze you're it You're shooting in. all night, you know, and you've been on set all night and then have to wake up in the morning and to ask someone on three hours sleep. There's yeah, just no it's way. dangerous too. Well, there's just, yeah, your, your, you know, your skill set isn't there. Your nutrition isn't there. Yep. You have, your repair, the whole, the whole concept of exercise is to tear down the structure at the cellular level and then repair it. And repair mm-hmm. needs rest. Repair needs nutrition. You know all the science to that. Oh, you yeah. you know. Well, I know that I had a five a.m. workout segment for the Today Show that injured me for life, and it was a trainer that just was super, you know, hyped and a lot of energy and aggressive, and yep. just kind of like went in really hard on me Whoa. with like these lunges and stuff, and I ripped my hamstrings, <gasps> and they've been injured ever since, ever and that since. was like. 15 years ago. Yes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. So Andy has to work around that situation every single day still. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't do one deadlift without my hamstrings going. Yeah. We've got to be really careful. Even with like a five pound weight. Yeah. So, so I, I get scared of early morning workouts because your body's not warmed up. Your brain isn't warmed up and you know. It's an algorithm thing. Yeah. And like Nicole said, we are just so happy if it gets done because at the end of the day, you know, if you if the science is there that you have trained correctly and then you've eaten correctly and you've rested and recovered correctly, the data that, you know, supports from a control group that, you know, they take a small amount of people and they do it and then they test it. And then, you know, there might be convincing evidence, but that's not getting a chick out of bed in the morning if she's just, if it, her lifestyle doesn't support it. Yeah. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. As a first-time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. 
minus the sweet chili. So let's talk about training uh, over 35 and the considerations that you guys take with your clients and, and what are women supposed to be mindful of? Oh man, there's that's, a that's lot. wow, that's a I love <laughs> that your whole question. Book. <laughs> it really is the whole book. I think that there are uh well, I think that if we start with hormones, hormones changing over time, the shift of progesterone, testosterone, estrogen, your thyroid hormones, your DHEA, where you are in your uh, menopause and so how everything changes. You don't gain muscle mass as quickly. Your body is apt to slow down metabolically. So then, you know, your visceral fat around your organs and your subcutaneous fat, that gets a little more stubborn because you're not burning at such a high amp. And so if you're working out the same way in your 20s that you are in your 40s, you're not going to have the same caloric expense your metabolism isn't going to serve you. So you need to be aware of those things. And so I think that that's a very important scientific aspect. And to not beat yourself up about it. Yes, you exactly. Know, it's a natural yes, thing. Yes, yes. And then, you know, and that you have, won't see kind of the same results. Right, with the same amount of effort. Yes, yes. And so your hormones change. And then those are considerations. We don't advocate what to do about what you know about your hormones. We're not OBGYNs. We're not endocrinologists, but we definitely did the research for the last two years speaking with communities and, you know, they're not even in concert with how they feel about it. There are, you know, uh, aspects of lab coat syndrome where a lot of doctors, you know, sometimes mostly male doctors who are elder, you know, in their fifties and sixties will kind of pat a woman on the head and a woman will leave feeling lost and patronized that her symptoms aren't legitimate. Mm. And so you're 15 pounds heavier you have less libido, you have less energy, you know, you're losing a little bit of muscle mass and they kind of just say, well, that's just what happens, sweetie, that's what happens. <laughs> and then you can see very innovative resources that talk about bioidentical hormones. They teach you how to learn to interpret your labs and what to do about that with respect to bioidenticals, how to eat, making sure that nutrition is really superlative in your life to make sure it's there to support, you know, what you need. What are bioidenticals? Well, they mimic, uh, they mimic the receptors of hormones within your cells. And so hormones are basically just chemical messengers that communicate and then, you know, adjust as they need to. And then when you take a blood test, they know what your levels are and a bioidentical will just mimic the same results. So it's like a supplementary Hormone replacement. Yeah. It's hormone replacement and support. You know, so there's tons of communities out there. And so not getting into the chair where I shouldn't be, you know, giving advice. We do in the book continue to tell women or, you know, support them. Talk to your doctor. And if you're not getting the support that you need, find Find a new doctor, find someone else. Don't sit in the results that you're not happy with because someone has patronized you and told you that these are normal. But they also, are normal, but there's always just, a way around things or agreed. there's a way to do things better, right? right? We're not going to defeat aging. We're not going to defeat menopause. No. Menopause can't just not be there, but right. we can work with it and uh, with everything, I feel like. Right? Yes. I just don't like when someone just says yep, this is it. Bye. And you're like, wait, no, there's got to be something I can do to feel better or to look better or to be better. Yes. There is a doctor and um, she just actually wrote a book herself. So uh, the the plug that I would like to give her, it's called the Galveston Diet and she is an OBG and she is very innovative and I really enjoy her content. You can find her anywhere. And um, in her book, she outlines, you know, um, taking 
the information you know and really owning it and finding the resources that support you. She talks about inflammation and all of the things that go along with, you know, menopause and how to eat correctly and supplementation and vitamins. And it's just, it's excellent. It's an excellent advocacy for women to learn about what they're going through and what they can do. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about just inflammation and menopause and all Mm -hmm. of that, Mm -hmm. I'm sure the diet is what diet we're all supposed to just always be on, which is probably fruits, vegetables, and protein, right? Yeah, it really is. And so if it forces you to take inventory with the things that you shouldn't be doing, pre-peri and post-menopause will really hit home the foibles of bad nutrition. It shows up worse then. And so if that's the time when you start to do that, then it will be you know, very beneficial for a person, a, a woman, when yeah. you're going through it. We just really have to work on these diets, I feel like. Like I'm starting to see my focus on it and how much things are getting better because it's so focused. And I'm like, well, gosh, I did it for one reason, but it's going to help all these other reasons. Yes. And then I'm sitting here with you and I'm like, oh, well, great. I'm already in the catbird seat for perimenopause and premenopause <laughs> and menopause because I already cleaned out the diet. Amen. So that's one thing I don't have to worry about. No, that's exactly. And that will right? be, a, yes. And that will be the consequence. Yeah, exactly. And so it's really important. And then, you know, another variable that, that Nicole wrote about, like the mental health aspect of it erroneously a lot of gps when you go to them or even someone's you know specialized with hormones they'll put women on antidepressants rather than talk about how hormones are changing and how you know your levels are changing and it affects your mood and all the other things that you know affect libido and if you have a decreased libido of course you're going to be depressed it's, you know, you don't need to, you know, focus on the depression itself. There's other holistic things that cause the way you feel. And so, Nicole, you wrote a lot about that in the book regarding just... Yeah, yeah. Tell although us there's about nothing that. wrong with antidepressants either Not on the at other all. hand, you know, some people no. just need them. Um, I did. I mean, I wrote a lot about the mental health aspect yeah. and how your brain continually grows. It doesn't, your brain doesn't stop growing. It continues to grow. In the physical? Yeah. And wait, so it could get bigger than our skulls maybe? I'm kidding. No, <laughs> not <laughs> in that way. Is there something to panic about? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just started seeing it expand and expand. Oh my, oh shit. I don't need any more I've, up there. <laughs> but it, it doesn't, it, do, it doesn't stop and you can retrain your, your brain um, and the brain waves in it by just what we were talking about earlier, um, listening to that voice in your head and making that muscle stronger, mm-hmm. the other flip side of that, mm-hmm. by addressing it and talking to it. Um, also, you know, and I, I speak everything I wrote about, and I think we all wrote about, we've all experienced or we're all still going through. Um and I think for me personally, it was all of, you know, the the years of trying to eat better and becoming better. I always like to look at myself as a work in progress, you know, Mm -hmm. and every day I feel like, you know what, if I didn't do as well as I wanted to do the day before, there's always today, you Mm -hmm. know, it's Mm -hmm. a new fresh start. Um, but I talk a lot about retraining your brain. Um, like I was a social smoker, you know, um, for many years and I was able to just completely quit. And it was a fascinating experience for me because I got hypnotized and I thought it was so like 
ridiculous. And you it know? worked? And it worked. And this person I saw... So even as a social smoker, you felt addicted to that? Yes. More of the um, the social aspect of it. It was going out with friends um, in my 20s and in high school and just having a cigarette with a coffee or a cocktail or whatever thinking it was okay. Now I'm like, Oh, I'm such an idiot, but I don't want to, it's, you know, that's in the past and I stopped. But my point was the, um, hypnotist that I saw was basically like, we'll give you your money back if it doesn't work. And I thought, well, what the hell do I have to lose? You know? Mm -hmm. And I did it. And from that experience, I was so fascinated by it that made me really want to research on how you can reprogram your brain. Mm -hmm. And it really opened my mind up to, well, if I could do that, there isn't what, what can't, can't you I do? do? Yeah. What can't you do? Mm -hmm. So what else did you try it with? I mean, I feel like things like th just becoming more specific with, um, diet. And even as a trainer, you know, I find it hard to show up for myself exercising in a lot of ways. And I've always had to really watch my diet. And um, it's always been, I don't want to say a struggle, but, you know, it doesn't come easy for me. I have to work really hard at it. And I think through doing that, knowing that I could change, retrain my brain, it was it became easier to do a lot of things, diet, exercise, um, having a baby late, really late in my life. What's really late? Uh, 45. <gasps> no way. Yeah. Oh, I love hearing these stories. And seeing doctors who basically were like, um, it would be like one told me it would be like winning the lottery for you to have a child. And I just remember leaving the office in tears and I hate being told no. <laughs> so you do. Um, I was like, okay, game on. And I think from it, you know, I don't, I don't want to say it started with the quitting of smoking, but that was sort of at the beginning because um, I went, I went to a place called We Care. Mm -hmm. I remember, and I had frozen eggs, and none of those worked, and. Um, I thought, okay, well, it's such a long story. And I'm sure. I didn't write about it in the how book. How long did it take you? How long was the journey to having a Several child? years. Okay. Several years and several IVF treatments. And I ended up getting two eggs frozen um, with my husband's sperm. And then those didn't work. And I sort of just went. And, and then I went to We Care. And I have a great gynecologist, Dr. Crane, who I think without him, I would have not been pregnant because he said, well, you know what? Let's just really try when you're ovulating and I'll do an ultrasound on you. Come back in and um, we can I'll let you out. know for sure when you're ovulating. So you don't have to pee on a stick. And I went to him and he was like, you're ovulating, go home and have sex. He goes, come back in three days. I did. He's like, keep doing it, keep doing it. And I let it go. And... I remember I went to New York maybe a month later, six to eight weeks later, and I was really tired and I was by myself and 
I was working out and I had taken all of those medications, which made me heavier. So I couldn't really tell if I had gained weight or not. It was so, such an, it was really one of the hardest periods of my life, I have to say. And just emotionally crying every day because of all the drugs. It was just, it was really hard. And I remember going home and thinking, I haven't had my period. Hmm. And then it all happened, you know, naturally. Wow. But I had gone, I want to bring this back to diet. I had gone to a place called We Care after I had finished all of the IVF drugs because I felt like I really wanted to get all of that out out. of my system because I was scared, you know, taking all those hormones and everything. And so I went and I had cleansed. I went there for seven days and I had done that for a week and I felt incredible when I was done. And whenever I do anything like that, I always feel so energized and um, just lighter emotionally and physically. So I didn't just go for the physical aspect of it. I want to make that really clear. And then I went to New York or or then I saw the doctor and that's, and I really feel that going there and cleaning out my system made room for that one final leg, you know, to come out of me and and happen. What a miracle. So, and that was at 45 so yeah, if I can give anyone hope on that front, you know. Well, I have a woman who I met at Dr. Joe Dispenza's retreats that um, was, you know, having fertility issues forever, forever, forever. She kept doing the meditations. She kept seeing, you know, her babies, whatever. And she was, I don't know, like, the, did we have her on the show yet? We're going to. Yeah, we were okay. working with her. Okay. Um, I, w- I don't want to miss tell her story. But anyway, she she was on video at his meditation events at one age. And then years later, she's on stage with us with her twins. And she's like, you have to find the doctor that believes in the future you see for yourself. That's brilliant. Don't keep going to the doctors who are not on the same page as you or don't Mm -hmm. want the same things as you. And so um, I thought that was really poignant. And I think that for all the hormone stuff, you know, you get the pat on the head from whatever doctor Find a doctor who's going to say, "Let's figure this out. Let's yes. let's get you better. What can we do to get you better? Maybe it is diet optimization. Maybe there are some supplementary things to do. Whatever it is, we can't just, you know, we just trust so much in any doctor. And I always say they're like no different than priests and mechanics. There are good priests, and there are maybe not so great priests. No. There's great mechanics. There are not great mechanics. Yes. There's a great Mexican restaurant. There's a shitty Mexican Greek yeah. restaurant. <laughs> Let's make sure we include the Greeks in here. <laughs> be a great Greek restaurant and yes. a shitty Greek restaurant. Yeah. It's the same thing in every field. You've got to find the best, or you've got to find someone who... You know, and it's not just in LA and New York. That's right. You know, we are in this little teeny pocket of Connecticut and I found the best naturopath, I think, on the planet. Right. Yeah. I found her and she's loves caring for people 
and in an affordable way. Like there, there are people out there. You just have to keep on pushing and keep on looking Agreed. for them. Yeah. You have to be your own advocate and then you will find advocacy out there that supports what you're looking for. It's really important. And I had, I had a, a baby quite late too. I got pregnant at 42 after thinking that I wasn't going to have we a baby. We ended up, we were pregnant at there sort of around the same time. That's and so we were cool. both like, what yes, is yeah. happening? It like, was really miraculous. And you know, so that also stands to women also taking control of their health and being their best self, you know, because we have longevity and then we're also delaying decisions that we used to make. It's not our mother's lifestyle. It's not our mother's pregnancy. Mm -hmm. It's not, I'm at the same age now that the age of the actors who are in Golden Girls were. Dead. (laughs) We talked about this before. I still can't handle it. I can't Wait, how old are you, it. Andy? I'm 50 and I'll be You're 51. You're 50? I'm 50 and I'll be 51 in January. I'm 52. Guys, and what Nicole's the 52. And so, I you know, I, yeah. But and I forget so, that I'm 44 when I'm saying this because I'm like, wait, I'm not that far away. Right. And see, <laughs> But and, it sounds so different because right. in our heads, we're still so young. No. But, but Kelsey, you're 28. 28. Okay. Wow. By your t- by your age, my mom already had me. I was already like five or something. Oh my God, I know. You'd already have a five-year-old. <laughs> no, thank you. Wow. It's just bananas now. It's, my mom already had four by Kelsey's age. Oh my And then gosh. she had four more. I'm the youngest of eight, four boys wow. and four girls. My oldest sister is 71 and my parents are both deceased. And so that goes to show, and my mother was not a healthy, vibrant person. I wish that, you know, her archetype, reads our book because my mom would have benefited from the support and understanding and data that we, you know, put together because it would have probably enriched her life and made her live longer, Mm -hmm. but she did everything opposite to those things. And so that's says so much about, you know, how long we're living and what we're expecting during that life now. When my mom was my age, she had had her eighth child, me, and was just burnt out. And and just burnt out you and think just, at eight. Yeah, <laughs> at eight and just your felt, mom was an octo mom. We didn't was. even realize this. <laughs> <laughs> your mom was the the pioneer for octo mom. She really, Holy shit, really was <laughs> without the ancillary revenue or <laughs> opportunities. You oh, know, and man. so when I think about how fast it's changed, mm-hmm. we're changing along with it. And that's, I think, so important to have all these, you know, opportunities afforded to women. So how did you, how did your workouts and health change after baby? So 42 and 44 you were? Oh, I got pregnant at 44. I found out, I think it was like October of when I was 44 and then had the baby at 45 in June. Oh, Oh, another Gemini. Perfect. What, What day? Um, the 15th. Oh, perfect. Love perfect. it. Love my Geminis. She loves her Geminis. <laughs> yep. Pearl's a Gemini yeah. too. Yay. Andy's daughter. Yeah. I, I mean, so you guys had them at the same time technically, but. Right. Kind of. Yeah. It's so yeah. wild. No, I mean, it was Pearl. really wild for Pearl's both of us. Pearl's my kind of girl. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. No, she really is. Oh, she is she my kind of girl. Mm-hmm. I love, I love her. Yeah. Um, okay. So what, yeah. What changed after for you guys? Did you both have natural births? I did not. I mean, not natural, sorry. I mean, like, <laughs> vaginal births rather than C-sections. I had to have a C-section. I had a vaginal. Okay. So yeah. there's different things that come with both of those in your post. 
recovery, recovery. most certainly. You have, you really have to have reverence to the recovery that's needed with a C-section, just because it's a major operation as well as you know the ultimate marathon of childbirth going into it, and depending on whether it's planned or whether or not they have to make that decision. So you go so far, and then if they have to make I tried, that decision, but it was that it was not the birth. It was my, not the birth plan. Lori, my doula, Lori Bregman. Yes, who we yes, love. Yeah, we love. Okay. Lori's been on the show many times. Oh, oh we great. Love. We were um, laughing the other night because she came to the the book party that you were at, and um, she was like, "I'll never forget." I said, "Dr. Crane, every time Nicole has a contraction, he goes up instead of down." She was like, "This is really weird. I've never seen that before." And I was like, like, You're like "I joke. feel super confident now." <laughs> he, he didn't want to come out, you know. Wow. And I was like, "Get him out, push him down." And I kept begging, you know, Dr. Crane. I was like, "Just one more hour." One, I pushed for twenty-three hours. Wow. And he just was like. Nicole. I don't understand that, right? Because I've never done it. So you're literally in a hospital. Sorry for everyone who's listening who's like, Maria's a dope. Um, no, for 23 I, no. hours, you're like pushing, like intermittently. They're like, push, push. And the kid's just like, no, he's hiding up in your like throat. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. And you, you know, you have to wait. Till and how do you get the energy to keep going? Dil- dilated. And well, I mean, the drugs kept me going, you know, at the, at, at that Did they give point, you like a steroid just, to help you push? I just had to. I mean, I felt like my back was literally splitting in half and as much oh. as I'm into the natural and healthy and all of that, um, I, you know, talked to Dr. Crane about it and he, he wanted me to get an epidural. So I tried to get a partial epidural and then by but they the, can't go back and give you the full one if you need it. So that's why you kind of have to just do it. Yeah. And by the time he was not coming out and it was 23 hours and I mean, poor Lori, it was like walking me around the, you know, the hallways of the hospital trying to get him to fall. And he just, he did not want to come out. So wow. um, he was nestled in there. And yeah. I just him. had to keep going. And then by that point I was just so, you know, you're on another I don't know. And I'm never going to know, ironically. Well, <laughs> well um, our birth story, you know, our birth stories, I guess, are, are different. so different. Yeah, yeah, so different. But I mean, getting Pearl back probably to- probably wanted to come right out, I bet. Yeah, she came right out. Yep. And, uh, That's yeah. a Gemini. No, she came let's, right out. Let's roll. We got My shit to do. My birth story was uh, uh, incredible. I was very grateful because, you know, I was nervous about being older pregnancy yeah. because they say, you know, you're healthy. You can be healthy. But your uterus, you know, and your placenta can show signs of aging. <laughs> and they called, you know, it's called a geriatric pregnancy. Does, Stop isn't it. that? Yeah. No. no. You were a geriatric pregnancy. They, they turn, they, that's the terminology. You're like, bro, come in and have the baby. <laughs> wow. It was ridiculous. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was crazy. It was really crazy. And so the considerations are that, or some things are starting to align at that stage in your life. You may be fertile. And you may be ovulating and then you conceive and then you go through the stages of pregnancy. But shortly after having your baby, you can, depending on where your timeline is with, you know, your physiology, you could start to enter into, you know, menopause or, you know, peri, depending on your, like Hillary Swank, for instance, right now, she's yeah. 48. So obviously she's ovulating and, uh, or, you know, we don't know her birth story and, and how she came to conceive, but obviously once she has her baby, she's going to be in later stages of hormonal health. 
And so obviously she's doing everything right with the right team, but it doesn't make it easier because as you start to get more tired as you age, Mm -hmm. you need to complement that with as much as you can to counter what's happening to you. So fitness after baby... Being mm-hmm. the expert, how long does somebody wait to get? I mean, give me a C-section story and give me a, a a natural birth. And when I say natural birth, I don't mean no drugs. I mean like it came out vaginally. Right. Yeah, yeah. I have canal. to I have to try to remember to say vaginal birth. Every time I say natural birth, I feel like I, I get these eyeballs and people are like, Are you nuts? Do you know how hard that is? I'm like, No, 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 I don't mean that. <laughs> well, a lot of women do do that now and I admire them so much. I yeah. mean, it's like mm-hmm. incredible to me. Because I know the amount of pain I felt with the drugs, you know? So yeah. um, uh, for me, I mean, I couldn't do anything for the first month after because I had stitches. So I had to really, really recuperate. Um, and then I think maybe after that first month, I just, I took it really slow. I wasn't, and by the way, I didn't have the energy or the desire I was going to say motivation, but the desire to hit it hard and try to get fit quick. Um, I feel like my brain was just in a different um, place. And I also want to say that I had postpartum as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went on antidepressants as well from that. So, um, but then I remember the first time I think it was, Definitely a month after, I pushed him in the stroller up to the top of the hill by my house. So that was, and it was so hard, but I did it. And then from that point forward, you know, I did it instead of maybe twice a week, three times a week. You built off it. I built. I built slow, slow, slow baby steps. And it took me about two years, really, to feel like my body was itself again. Wow. Um, and slow, slow increments, you know, I didn't, like I said, I didn't push it really hard. I like that testimony though, because it's a different story for everyone and you have to have the boundaries to enter into the fourth trimester of your life, which can last a long time. You have your three trimesters, you know, 40 weeks therein, and that is an experience unto itself. And then the real work begins because then you have another factor, you know, a very sweet baby factor, but it is a different physiological requirement circumstantially. And it it's it's when the work begins, I, I think. It's for so sure. challenging for women, especially later if they're having babies later in life mm-hmm. and- that's why we're getting strong because hopefully yeah. we'll have them soon. And my Amen. body, my upper body, Andrea's like, you'll be able to pick them up out of the crib easier. I'm like, I never thought about that, yeah, but you're the right. The function of and it. And your back. And your lumbar, you're really just doing a baby deadlift many, many, many times. And you're doing static holds rather than just like, you know, concentric stuff in front of the mirror. It takes on a whole different, you know, lifestyle and mindset and, and movement pattern. But to get back to your question as well, so, you know, uh, Nicole's, I think, is very aligned with needing, if you have a C-section, it is definitely four to six weeks of slow progression. It's a surgery. And so in the same caveats you'd have with a normal surgery, but then you also have a baby. So it's even slower. And so I respect that you did what you needed to feel well. And if you have a canal birth, it just depends on, you know, 
within two weeks, you can start walking and use that as your template. And then walking becomes a little bit more, you know, strenuous for longer duration. And then you can start adding in and folding in movement, you know. It's, I just feel what I have to say, though, is Nicole and I being in the industry, working with so many celebrities, what kind of bums me out is if you're in the grocery store and you see a glossy ad that says, so-and-so had a baby and look at her post-baby body. And I can't really stand that because it just foregoes everything that, you know, rather than so-and-so has had a baby and has this great experience as a mother and loves her child and finally has a baby, we're looking at her aesthetic, the aesthetic realm of her as a mother. What a bunch of bullshit that is. And it's sad because, you know, it's been substantiated with me being in the industry, working with the people that I've worked with. But then also we're the ones agreeing to the cover. Yep. Yep, exactly. Because it's publicity and you're like, yeah, look, I worked hard to get my body back, but it is a really tough message to send. It's such a tough message, Maria. And I feel complicit in a way because I have been credited with helping those women. But I think the difference is, you know, when they've made the, the agreements in their career, it happens to just be part of their contractual agreement. Mm -hmm. They've had a baby in the interim of that and they've gone ahead and, you know, they have a job to do. But when women, I don't want to say lay, lay people, but women who aren't in the industry, who don't need to be in a certain, you know, appearance Mm -hmm. at a certain time, they'll subscribe to that. And it's a bummer because- Well, it's like Nicole was like, I didn't feel any pressure to- you know, have something back. It's not like you were going to be on a fitness cover so you can mm-hmm. have your patience with yourself. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. No, agreed. And yeah. I've, I mean, you know, I was with Kate for her first child. Kate Hudson. Yeah. And really, you know, she had her baby and had to do a movie in three months. And I, you know, was so lucky to be there to support her through that. But, you know, looking at it from the other side, wow, you know, it was definitely a hard journey for sure for her. Um, and Even she, with having a trainer. And she, you know, she did it. But, you know, I was like, well, if I don't get fired from this job, you know, knocking <laughs> at her door, at like, <laughs> you know, 8 a.m., like, okay, you know, when she's with her baby, um, her brand new baby. And I just look back at that time now being a mother, you know, right, and just admire that so much mm-hmm. because it must have been, and it was, I mean, I saw it was really hard. Mm-hmm. It was hard for her. And I, you know, what great strength she had to do it and get the job done, you know? Well, like, I think it's like, we have to look through the right lenses when we're seeing people like this. Like, a Kate Hudson or a Heidi Klum having a baby, whatever it is, they're almost like Olympic athletes, right? Agreed. They're always training. They're always fit. It's they're, It's easier to spring back, right? Um, I think Heidi and I had a discussion once where we're like, oh God, it's so hard because we don't have to really try that hard. Our bodies just have a natural kind of situation that people don't want to hear that we don't do very much, but I'm always vocal about it. I'm like, I don't. I worked out when I was 13. I have a muscle memory that stays with me. And I've worked off, worked on and off intermittently throughout the years. So I can kind of just be chill about things. And I've had a really great metabolism that's worked for me. So I could eat, you know, 70% or 80% clean and then have my burgers and fries. And, you know, people generally only focus when they see me eating 
not so great and be like, how do you do it? I don't understand. Um, but for, for a lot of these people, you got to look at them like that. Like you see the Serena Williams do the, the impossible and the incredible. And there's not only a, a, a different kind of brain mindset that they have that, that's why they're elite. Yes. But they also have a support system yes. to help them do that, right? I don't know if Kate would have been able to do that without you. I right now wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing without you because I I just I can't. I don't have it in me right now and I'm being honest about it. I need that support. Right. And so you know, you have to I'm I'm trying to give people kind of the understanding of what it's like on the other side. Yes. So that they I don't that. feel as Isolated or yes, it's people who have these kind of exceptional um, results have the exceptional environments in which they, they're going to show up that way anyways. Like with, you know, in knowing um, in the past, working with the girls from Victoria's Secret, having so many of those models in my wheelhouse and them having babies and then having that kind of job. It's like a job requirement that's just a little bit different Mm -hmm. when you have a baby. You know, you're going to gain the necessary amount to be healthy, but you're not going to probably gain 50 pounds over that because you just have a job to do. And and that doesn't make it easy and it doesn't make it relatable, but it does make it their responsibility. And And we've done that and had very healthy, active, you know, pregnancies with these girls. And, you know, it's turned out for the best for them. With, yeah, with their requirements. It's different job requirements. It's, a different it's different job. lives. And yeah. it's also a lot of um, celebrities have already gone to the place where they know they have to eat super clean. And so when yeah. you're eating super clean, my friend was um, pregnant with my goddaughter in Greece. She was six, seven months pregnant. And we're taking pictures in bikinis and you could barely tell she was pregnant. I think at that point she had only gained like eight pounds or something. Or It was so silly. You're like, how? But all she ate was fresh fruit and vegetables and protein. She didn't have the pregnancy craving. She didn't cave into any of that stuff. And so her body just poof goes right back yeah. like it's nothing. Yes. And and you know your pre-pregnancy condition really can also dictate, you know, unless you get like gestational diabetes and then there's other considerations um that you have during pregnancy which are really important and noteworthy. But if you're really fit and healthy and lean going into pregnancy, you know, the first trimester is not very noteworthy regarding weight gain. You have a, this tiny little zygote, which, you know, is growing into an embryo. You don't need to eat for three, but you need to eat healthy and you need to eat your best mm-hmm. and you need to abstain from the things that are kind of harmful. And then, you know, you just carry on and you keep active if you can. And mm-hmm. then those are conversations with your doctor, obviously, and how to see that through. But you know, it's the post that I think is most significant. Pregnancies, I rarely worry about with women. My concern is always, how do you feel after? What's going on with your hormones and your mental health? And, you know, what 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 have you been, what are you braced for? And what's your support system? What's your exercise program when that time comes back, you know, to you? Because you don't have the time anymore even. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, with the actual workouts, are you are you all fans of cardio? What what are you fans of over thirty five? Oh, we're fans of all of it, and I think that's why we got together. Yeah, I think we can agree that you know there hasn't ever been a book like this that took this scaffolding and we aggregated everything together because we finally realized the reason why we refer clients to each other is because it's needed. 
all of it's needed. You need the Pilates for the posture and the strength and the core conditioning. You need the yoga to be flexible and supple. You need the cardio for the cardiovascular health and the metabolism for the you know lean lean muscle um, with resistance training. And if you do all those things, you are actually going to have the healthiest body you've ever had. Do you have time to separate all those things? No. And so therefore we wrote it together to be able to blend it into a program that really I think is so unique and never been done. So so tell everybody what the program is for them. For everyone who's listening right now over mm. 35, what's their program? Their program is muscle strength for metabolism and shape and form. It's cardiovascular so that all your uh, organs run at optimum efficiency that carry you into, you know, uh, old age and um, lean muscle mass. And keeping your spine and your body flexible as we get older, you know, our body tends to stiffen. Um, so it, the part of the program is fighting gravity by doing the Pilates, um, strengthening your back and your muscles. Um, Joseph Pilates always said, you're only as young as your spine. Mm-hmm. And I really, really see that. I have a I've never heard who's... anybody talk about the spine very much. So tell me about that. Um, we, it stiffens. It stiffens. And if you don't continually do or have mobility with strength training or yoga or some type of exercise, Pilates, that makes your spine supple and limber, it'll freeze up on you. Is that why you love dancing so much? I do. I do love dancing as well. Yes. Well, you're a good dancer. So, and my mom, I was going to say is she's 83 um, and she stopped exercising and I see it in her and, and now it's, I mean, I hate to say it's too late and she does her exercises, but I believe had she been doing Pilates or any of what we wrote about for years, you know, she wouldn't be as stiff as she is. And I'm always like, mom, stand up straight, you know, but her back is frozen and people's back freeze, you know, after certain, I've had clients who have had stiff backs. They've been legit frozen and through the course of not at the very beginning, but through the course of, you know, 10, 15 years, I've been able to loosen up their spines through exercises, through using Pilates and get them some of their mobility back. Mm. Yeah. My dad is super stiff and his his spine, I never understood it, but now I do, is totally frozen. I would put my parents in the backyard. Okay, guys, we're going to do a stretching program. You're going to do this every day. And I would put them on and I would do like downward dog and all the different ones and they would do them and then they would never do it again. And I'm like, guys, please, this is going to help you. Like Mm -hmm. I just keep trying and trying and trying, but you know, everybody's, you know, responsible for themselves and- my yeah. dad, he wouldn't hurt as much, but he has such a will. We started with this quote from Gandhi, strength does not come from physical capacity. It comes from an indomitable will. So I watch my dad's will override any pain always. And he knows he has that ability. So he takes it for granted. Yeah. Yes. And I think the the application has to be easy. And so when we wrote it and made agreements about what a very busy mom life looks like, or even not a mom, even, you know, there are millions upon millions, uh, millions of women who are post 35 mm-hmm. who aren't parents. And that's, uh, you know, so that's a different consideration because then you're in, you end up being busy in other ways, but if it's easy and if it's applicable, 
you can maintain it. And that's one of the scientific facts about the motivation and execution of exercise. Right. Cause we have like, um, I flipped to the spine stretch forward. Yes. Oh. <laughs> the best. I love Isn't it. Isn't it good? Yeah. I know the pictures are really pretty. We are so happy with how that turned out. This is great. Yeah. But we have like 15 minute workouts yep. and 30, 45 minute workouts. Yep. Um, so you've got your pick. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I love it. Well, we're going to do a few little oh. things in the gym today, we and are. I'm going to show you friends um, a few of their uh, workout highlights, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to put me through the ringer, so you can check my Instagram or Better Together's Instagram and see that. Um, and you can also get a copy of the book. It is out now, Total Body Beautiful, Secrets to Looking and Feeling Your Best After Age 35. We'll put the link to that in the summary so you can get that, the link to everyone's Instagram accounts, the thank whole you. spiel. Um, ladies, thank you for writing this because we've needed it. Um, we need to, we need to know all the things that we have to be looking out for and you guys have it all in here. And I'm really grateful because I've learned so much as well. Um, that's it. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Be nice people, make good choices and be present. This podcast and all related content published or distributed by or on behalf of Maria Menunos or mariamenunos.com is for informational purposes only and may include information that is general in nature and that is not specific to you. Any information or opinions expressed or contained herein are not intended to serve as or replace medical advice, nor to diagnose, prescribe, or treat any disease, condition, illness, or injury, and you should consult the healthcare professional of your choice regarding all matters concerning your health, including before beginning any exercise, weight loss, or healthcare program. If you have or suspect you may have a healthcare emergency, please contact a qualified healthcare professional for treatment. Any information or opinions provided by a guest expert or host featured within website or on company's podcast are their own, not those of Maria Menounos or the company. Accordingly, Maria Menounos and the company cannot be responsible for any results or consequences or actions you may take based on information or opinions. Hey, Heal Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.